0: And did you hear about the company that just sold for like multi-million dollars and was only five years old? I'm Nicky Rancar and this is the Trial and Error podcast. I today want to talk about patience. Um, this is something uh, that I have a lot to say on, uh, being around with people. Uh, talking with a lot of people and knowing that patience is something that we don't really talk about. We just act like we have. And where I want to start is first, kind of on a business side. And did you hear about the company that just sold for like multi-million dollars and was only five years old? Only five years old. Crazy, right? Now, I don't know what this company is. There's probably one that this just happened with, and I know you've heard tons of stories of this actually happening. And the question I want you to ask yourself is, what have you done and committed to for five years? All in, everything you can for five years. We look at that and we think, dang, multi-million dollar sale in five years, yet we can't go five days doing the same thing by choice. Now what we can do is get really good at our job because somebody else pays us to do something that we don't really want to do, and we do it really, really well because we've been forced to do it for one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you name it. You're really good at your job because you've done it for as long as you have, and ultimately you didn't think of it as patience. You just thought of it as comfort. Uh, you were going to put in your time get what you wanted out of it. So think about that. Now what I wanna do is walk through kind of my timeline as to where I am and kind of how patience falls into that. Uh, Not that I was patient, I just was always chasing after something and you'll see. Until I found what it is that I'm sitting in right now, it was really hard. First, when I was graduating college, I finished playing football and currently I'm 36, so this was like 2007. And I was finished up football, I ended up going to my landlord's bit work, like place of business to uh, pay my rent, which was $200. And I had three months worth, and he hadn't collected. So I went in, paid him, and he said, no one no one has ever done this before. Do you know anyone that needs a job? Which, of course, I was like, uh, me? I need a job. So he said, all right, you're hired. It was at AT&T, being a sales rep, selling cell phones. Never thought in my entire life I wanted to do it, but when I got the job and started working, I made more money than what I had hoped to make years after being out of school. And I thought, I could do this for the rest of my life and be totally happy and content. Then my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, got a job with me. We worked there until we graduated. And in that time, while I was working there, maybe within a year and a half, I sat down with somebody who worked at State Farm. And I was talking to them about some life insurance, Uh, set up some other things and they were wondering why I was doing this. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. And I had said one day I would. So he handed me a times magazine that said top incomes that people don't know about. And one of them was being a state farm agent. So I thought, dang, this is even more money than what I'm making. And at the time I was probably making about $50,000 at AT AT&T. It had said you could make 200 some thousand. So then I started working there on my days off. So I worked five days a week at AT AT&T, worked two days at his office, decided like, okay, I'll do this, whatever, started getting big into personal finance, um, obviously the insurance side, got certified in all my insurance stuff, started selling, uh, moved to Indy with my wife and I was going to open up a state farm agency and she worked at AT AT&T. After a while, I was getting ready to move to Arizona and we were going to open up an agency. We were young though; we didn't have a lot of money, and they we paid off all of our debt though, and they told us that we needed to save more money. So we were kind of upset, and I said to myself, "Do I want to be a State Farm agent in 40 years? Like, is that what I want my legacy to be?" Because then all of a sudden I realized I'd always wanted to open a gym. In college, I personal trained. I went through everything I possibly could to get as smart as I could, but then I just landed this job that was making money. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with fitness. So when I said that, I realized, dang, I don't want to be a State Farm agent. I want to have a bigger legacy. And right then my wife got pregnant and she said, I don't want to go to work anymore. And I wasn't making enough money at 18, or AT or uh, State Farm so I called an old contact at AT and T, and I said, "Hey, I need to come back in management." And they told me I was crazy. I'd been out for like two years at that time, and nope, wasn't gonna happen. So they said I can come back as a sales rep and then work my way up, but I needed more money. So I went around and just started applying everywhere. Found a job about 45 minutes. I found a place about 45 minutes away that was in a transition from an old company at AT AT&T and I went in and just sold myself. Told them I could help them all get better at what they were doing. Started just kinda doing it for free a little bit inside and they were like, we want you. So I got hired. Year and a half after working there, I made the games during that time. Um, So I was deep into CrossFit and I was training at like 4 a.m. I was working out on my lunch break. I shaved my head so I didn't have to worry about uh, washing my hair and I could come in, spray some cologne on and I was good to go. I'd work out at night. Uh, and It was a big struggle. I had no time. No time with my wife, new baby, but like, I, I couldn't stop. She then said she didn't want to go, or I worked at that job for a year and a half, and then she said, I want to go back to work. And she found a job that made the exact same amount of money that I was making as a manager. So I said, okay, I worked, did all this stuff. I'm going to try to open up my gym. So after I made the games in 2011, we decided to start the process. 2012, I opened up my first gym, worked and trained there um, all the time. The first two years were two of the hardest years of my life, uh, but ultimately were necessary to get me you know, where I wanted to be. After those two years, I started to be able to hire on some coaches, got better balance, understood uh, what it was that I needed um, as far as sleep how I could work my training in better. Um, I was able to have some time with my family. And then in 2016, I started, so this was 2012, I opened, went about four years, had sponsors, was getting some notoriety. In 2013, I started posting every single day on social media where I was just like, I'm gonna put one post out there. Um, and started slowly growing, a little following. Um, Didn't really know what to expect. Then in 2016, after I had a decent following and I was like, man, I really have a lot more to give, I started Zeus Method. And actually, I started two other programs that both failed, but finally landed with Zeus Method and uh, was more of a side project. That Then in 2017, I opened up a second gym and had this business, had my sponsors, and 2019, beginning of 2019, I decided to go a little bit more focus on Zeus because I realized there was a lot more there that I could do and started really hitting it hard. And, you know, a year later, COVID hits and was able to put even more time into it. And it's grown and allowed me to like basically start to have unlimited content where I just have all these, these ideas, all these thoughts that are from all just these years of just craziness that I've had. And now I have time where I get to do now all the things that I want with Zeus and really be able to put out what athletes need, how I can help them. And in that 14 years, nine of which owning a gym, patience, like I, the whole entire time from, you know, in the beginning it was money. I want money, I want money. Then. It, it came down to when I realized my, what I wanted my legacy to be. It's just been about going that direction. Going towards what I want my legacy to be. And I'm not thinking in three months I want to look a certain way. I've been training since I was 15. Through sports, I've been working out a ton. I've always worked out. So when I say patience, like you can hear my story, and then that's just for you. But what I see is so much sacrifice if we really dove in and and I look at now and I wonder how I did a lot of the stuff that I was doing and I think we all have that the problem is I get contacted all the time people asking me what am I doing and how can they get the results I have based off what I'm doing and what I will tell you is you're asking the wrong question the question is not what am I doing it's what did I do what I am doing right now is based on what I've done. So what I've done has gotten me where I am. Physically, you know, spiritually, business-wise, financially, in all those things, what I did has gotten me here. I acted like I was going to be the fittest person in the entire world. I had to do all these different things. I wanted to, you know, like I was trying to play the part of that person that ultimately got me to a point where like I got pretty close based off of what, you know, all my excuses, all the things that have come along, like I feel like I I did pretty well. But right now, I'm not doing the same things I did a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. It's an evolution. I'm constantly evolving. So the better question is, if you want to get where I am and you find out maybe in five years you could be pretty close, you should be asking, what did I do five years ago? but you have to be able to commit and be patient for five years. Five years, people are selling for millions of dollars and people are angry that they are because they're like, that's not fair. Shut up. You've not put in six months towards what you really want. You go one day, don't get all the satisfaction, and you leave. You stop doing it. But yet you'll go back to the job and you'll get really good at something you don't even really care about. So take... That idea, the idea of the things that you really don't care about, and go and put some of that energy towards the things that you do. You're not guaranteed anything, but what I will tell you is you'll be happy. Happiness trumps everything, everything. So one piece of advice that I'll give is try one thing. Take one minute or two minutes a day and do one thing for yourself that's going to get you where you wanna be in five years. If you don't know, take that one or two minutes and think about it. For a lot of us, we don't think we can because we see other people doing it in what we believe to be fast. Stop worrying about what other people are doing and how they're doing it and do you. When I started this journey, in 2010, of competing in CrossFit and opening gyms and whatnot, I was told that it didn't make any sense, that it was dumb, uh, people didn't understand why I was doing it. And I got told when I got engaged that I was no longer going to be able to work out because I was going to be engaged. Then I got married and I was told... Now you're not going to be able to work out anymore for sure because you're going to be married. Then, my wife got pregnant. And I was told, you're not going to be able to work out anymore now because you're having a kid on the way. Then, I got told when I was moving up to be by her family, and I had to start a new job that I wasn't going to be able to work out anymore because I was moving and I just wouldn't have time. Then I bought a house and I was told, you're not going to be able to work out anymore because you're not going to have the time. You're not going to be able to do it. And the next time when I had my second kid, this person looked at me. This is the same person. Looked at me and they said, I'd tell you that you weren't going to work out, but I think you're still going to try. And I laughed and I said, yes. Last year, the same person told me I was wrong. This was my dad. He told me I was wrong. Now, what I will tell you is 10 years ago, what I do didn't exist. Think about that, what I do didn't exist. 10 years ago, I didn't know there was such thing as a CrossFit gym, I thought I would open up a regular gym. 10 years ago, there was no online platform for me to be able to create you know, programming for people to work out at home, in a garage, at a gym. To be able to be in contact with me where I can send out videos and do this. Podcasts weren't a thing. Me being in constant contact with people didn't exist. Sponsors for a regular person because they have a little bit of a following on social media didn't exist. I didn't do any of the stuff in the beginning of this because it would get me to where I am today. None of it. I did it because it's what I wanted to do and I did it because I literally just kept chasing and I didn't know where I was going but it didn't exist so you're telling me it's hard to have patience for something that you can see but you think it's going to take too long but there are people out there right now who are doing things and are going to go somewhere that doesn't exist right now. It doesn't exist. It's crazy to think about in five years what I'll be doing and how I'll be doing it and to who I'll get to do it with. I get We have over 30 countries on Zeus Method. 30 countries! People know who I am. How? How? I never thought this is what I would do. Ever. And I'm just getting started. So don't expect this to stop. Like... I have patience because I see that every day is frickin' awesome. And if your every day isn't frickin' awesome, which I don't really cuss, so I'm sorry about that, it can be. It can be. But you gotta take it one day at a time. And the last thing, I stopped drinking two years ago. Almost two years ago. It'll be Christmas. And my wife quit and she's like, I'm doing this for six months or a year. How long are you gonna do it? And I said, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to make a decision. I'll decide if I'm going to drink or not. And every single day for that first year, I woke up and I decided, I'm not going to drink today. Now, it doesn't even cross my mind. But I didn't say I'm not going to drink for an entire year because you know how hard that would be? 365 days? I'm committing those 364 days after today. So instead, one day at a time. I woke up, not going to do it. So, if you want to work out and get in better shape and you want to do it five days a week, pick the five days. And when you wake up, decide you're going to work. I'm going to do something today. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be insane. Literally, I'm going to do something. And the days that you're not, you're going to wake up and you're going to say, I'm not going to do anything today. And you know what will be crazy? It'll be hard not to do it. But if you commit to 400 workouts over a 500-day period, You're probably going to fail, and when you fail, you're going to quit. Why? I don't know. doesn't make any sense to me. We quit when we mess up one time. So don't. Commit to one thing a day. This is obviously going to be a topic that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to get people on to talk about, and uh, yeah, I could go on forever. So I'm going to end it there. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to be putting out some stuff probably every couple days for a while, Um, until I kind of get a bunch of content out there and then I'll figure out a schedule. But otherwise, I appreciate you getting this far and I appreciate you listening. Uh, Hopefully, I'll get some awesome people on like after the games. Um, If you have any topics, anybody I should have on, let me know. Anything that I should talk about to help with, let me know. Uh, You can subscribe and let it pop up on here. You can also go to ZeusMethod.com and go into our emailing list. I'll be sending out when these come out. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Have a great one. This was Trial and Error with Nicky Rankar.